If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show. I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you no matter where, what time, or what place you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful, but sometimes incredibly crazy world we all live in. Well, hello, everyone. It's Monday. We made it through another damn week. This is episode number 254, WTF Moment. Travis Air Force Base $1 billion investor land grab. Total shit biscuit. If anyone is familiar with what's going on um you already know that uh there's something here that isn't exactly making sense so that's what we're going to be talking about because this is on many levels just a total shit biscuit and um as you all know by now I really don't like eating shit biscuits and I don't think you should either. And, uh, this, this thing stinks to high heaven. I'm going to tell you why for those of you who are not familiar with what's going on. Well, let me bring you up to speed. There is an air force base in California in Solano County. Um, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I pronounce it Solano, yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. But that's in Northern California. And uh, it is Travis Air Force Base. And it is pretty much halfway between Sacramento, which would be to the um, northeast, and San Francisco, which of course would be to the southwest. And um, what the whole stink of this affair is, is uh, they've been having very large tracts of land uh, being purchased by a uh, mystery group. And um, this mystery group, uh, that's the way the story supposedly broke on this. Um, They don't like it. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, other investors do this all the time. It's just the huge chunks and tract of land and its position very, very close to Travis Air Force Base. I've been there 
in that area several times. And actually, it's real. It's um, it's a really uh, it's a nice place. And other than you know everything that's set up for the Air Force Base, um, there's some you know there's some wealth there, some very fine homes, and a lot of wealthy people live there. So it's it's not the homes. It's it's not a poor place at all however this these tracks of large amounts of land that was purchased i mean it's just dry land there's absolutely nothing special about it but um you know very large amounts of it were purchased and continued to be purchased and uh Apparently, that made the uh, Air Force a bit antsy, especially when the buyers are not forthcoming. Okay, so where does that lead us? Where, where, where do we go from here? Well, most of the time, usually, my first um, piece of advice is to follow the money. That will tell you more than most bits of news on the 6 o'clock news will tell you who benefits from this, what is going on. But you see, even that makes no sense in this case. Now we get the story, stories changed. And we get the story that it's a group of Silicon Valley investors. Oh, yeah. A group of... Then they suddenly... Well, okay, now you can announce this. Okay. All right, sure. So these mystery people, who are these Silicon Valley investors, um, you know, are buying up... Um, it's just short of a billion dollars worth um, for quite a bit of acreage, I would imagine. It's a pretty got to be a pretty large track, and um, yeah, uh, buying up a, just about everything that was available apparently. And then we have the story about they're going to build a city. Okay, this shit pile just keeps getting deeper and more nonsensical as we go along folks they're going to build a city they're going to build this um super high tech high advanced you know this somehow into a place with no running water and the list goes on and on i mean it's as no pun into it's fucking as bare as a rock there's nothing there there's nothing there. There never was any, well, um, not in our lifetime anyways. There hasn't been anything there for, who knows? There's nothing there. It's barren. It's worthless. And uh, all of a sudden, they want to build a city. Yeah. Right. I smell shite. So, 
how do I counter this with any kind of reason? Well, I, I'll do what I always do. I'll try with reason. So, first of all, investors don't go into something where they are going to lose money. That's not what they do, especially if these are these Silicon Valley types. If that were the case, you know, if it was something, if they're going to make any kind of purchase, um, they um, have their calculating devices and their and their programs of things that I couldn't even, you couldn't even, for that matter, fucking God couldn't even figure out. But they they want they have ways of you know for every nickel and dime they already know their returns and. You don't start off on the right foot, for instance, by paying at least three to four times over the current property value, which is what happened. So, in other words, that's one of the very big giveaways right there that even if they were going to do this, and especially if you're going to buy that much, hell, I'm not a scientist or a real estate agent, but even I know that. If you're going to sell your farm or if you're going to buy the whole farm, the price actually goes down proportionally for you know the amount of acreage that it's like anything else. They cut you a deal. So spending, you know, three, four, five times the market price for worthless barren land, um, and you're already be, you know, almost a billion dollars in the hole, that doesn't make any financial sense. In other words, it's bullshit. It doesn't hold up to scrutiny just on that matter alone. The next point about them want to build a city. Well, shit, if you wanted to build a city, that's your goal. There are plenty of places that you could do this again far far, far cheaper than going this route and um, get a lot more bang for your buck and even have some water resources available. I mean, already there. You don't have to tear down all the infrastructure to do this. I mean, there, for instance, just one place that I know alone. You could tear down entirely a large section of the city of Pueblo, Colorado. That's how decrepit and worthless it is. It's been 
poor ever since industry left when they had the steel mills and they had things going. That's been gone since the 70s. You know, there's there's nothing there but just decrepit houses and gangs and stray dogs. You could level the whole area, that whole area of the city and rebuild anew and you'd be far better off. But I'm just saying, in addition to that, there are so many places like this. So when you say the word new, um, you could do that anew and it wouldn't cost you nearly as much money. You see, my point of this is that being given the story, first of all, this very quickly changed from one bullshit line to the next. Actually, the first line was more than likely the truth. And that was they, they didn't know. And they still probably don't know. So very quickly, they had to find someone. Ah, oh, yes. Ah, here it is. Yes, we were missing that. Yes, we were missing that paperwork. Yes. <laughs> Just happened to find it. Oh, yes. Property purchased by uh, such and such investment group of uh, Silicon Valley, California. Okay. Yep. Oh, there it is. See, they, they showed it to you. So for those reasons alone... You know, I'm old enough to know when I'm being thrown a line of shit, and that's just shit. Doesn't work. Eh. So what's next? Well, I'm going to tell you what's next. Because if someone or some entity or some group has a nefarious plan, well, they're not going to tell you. That would be pretty idiotic on their part. That is for them to know and for you to find out. That's, <laughs> that's the way this kind of shit works. So, if you want to ask me, I'll give it my best shot. Because you have to follow, however crazy it sounds, you have to follow... What would make the most sense? Now, I know that it's been kicked around that China has some involvement with this. I don't know. I'm not going to say with certainty that that is the case or it is not. But what I will say is that it certainly sounds within definitely the realm of possibility. So, if China wanted to do this, or even if they were fronting the money through this so-called uh, Silicon Valley Investment Group, even if that is the case, why? Well, let's just back up a little bit. Let's just assume, for the moment, that this that China is behind this. Why would they do it? We don't see the direct connection. That's because there doesn't have to be a direct connection. I can tell you this. 
the the absolute um, the location is everything. Now I'm going to go way out on a limb here and tell you if that is the case, what it could mean, what it could mean. Let's say somehow it may not be in a year, two years, maybe not in five years. However, this gets done. But just like uh, you have to remember that Area 51 that everyone knows now actually exists for the longest time uh, didn't exist if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Until they finally had to admit that that base was there. But they were able, they are able with the technology that we have today, that they can do amazing things underground. And you wouldn't even know it. Because of the technology that they use to build and bore underground um you know very old school the way it was done of course is that you'd have to have there were clear signs of something like this taking place because if you have something that's digging out all this rock and debris you got to have something to haul it away and so you'd have a parade of trucks and that can be taken from you know simply from aerial photographs or whatnot in other words, there's a there was a uh, a trail, you know, a very visible, easy to identify trail. But not now. They use technologies, and it eliminates all of that. But you could add my point is they, the proverbial, we could have an entire complex in that area and hardly no one would know it. Especially if you have a situation of, you know, like one road in and one road out. There's a reason for having that. Then what's the big play? The big play would be, imagine if you were able to take out was been called uh, I think it was like nicknamed the um, the the passage or some name like that that we're talking about Travis Air Force Base and then it's the or the gateway to the Pacific and that's a pretty big deal and Travis is a very very important base on the West Coast and um, it is strategically also very, very important. So there is that. Now, imagine, if you will, by whatever means, but if you were able to take over, if a foreign entity or what have you was able to almost instantaneously, very quickly, take over and incapacitate that Air Force base. 
and I mean, I mean, I don't necessarily meaning mean it doesn't have to mean killing all the people there either. Although that might happen as well. But I'm saying if you took over as in you control everything, you control communications, you know, you, you control the base, you've taken over the base. Now, because you have the, tr the training, because if you've got people that are at this point, they're capable of doing that. And they're familiar with the planes and the equipment and the communication gear, all that. Then they could take the next step. And the next steps, because of its position, would be a ransom for San Francisco and Sacramento. Sacramento, of course, being the capital of California. Or maybe even launching that as a jump-off point to um, take over Sac Sacramento itself. And what would be the purpose of that? Because, well, besides being, you know, the second most <laughs> incredibly economically powerful state of the U.S., you know, it's more GDP than many 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 countries even combined and that's just the state of california itself so yeah if you could capture california in a ransom scenario threatened with i don't know conventional weapons or possibly nukes i don't know but i'm saying if you could do that successfully then you've got a bargaining chip. Because remember, it's already been pointed out that, you know, Travis Air Force Base, it is the gateway to the Pacific. Now, I am just kicking around an idea. Um, but there was... Another fellow in way back in the uh, late 30s, and honestly, his name won't come to me. He was an American. And the point is, it was only, I think it was 1930, late 1939, he, um, he worked with the, uh, the tact, some tactical division in the, uh, the U.S. and the Army. And um, the, some sort of genius tactical strategist. Damn it, his name won't come to me. You can find this, though. If not, send me the question. I'll look it up for you. But anyway, he almost completely predicted the attack on Pearl Harbor. I mean, not the date, of course, but the scenario. And they 
laughed him out of the room. And I mean, this is, he, you know, predicted it, how many ships, how many planes, I believe that the season of the year, it was amazingly accurate in retrospect. Of course, the military doesn't tell you about this. You have to, you do have to dig into it a little bit deeper to find it. But yeah, it was there. In addition to that, to how the uh, how the military once again also did something which was incredibly stupid was the radar man had advance notice before the planes got to Pearl Harbor via radar. I mean, they would have had at least an hour's notice. At least an hour. I think it was more. And he gave, he passed along the information and basically they ignored him. They laughed and said, stop sending this. Now, in their defense, what I will say is you have to remember that at that time, um, radar was was pretty new. And this station um, was, uh, it was obviously functional, but it was, it was more of a, it was official, but it was also experimental. So I can say it that much in their defense is that they ignored it because it was inconceivable. Well, an hour or two later, when the bombs started dropping all at once, the inconceivable was very conceivable. So there's speculation, understandably, and, you know, I mean, hell, if I was a fortune teller, well, I probably wouldn't be doing this. These things are not... You know, they're not easy to to predict. But sometimes you can come at things from a different angle, and at least it helps you to figure something out if you look at what it isn't. And this story, this shit biscuit that we're being hand, handed, saying these... Yes, these all these mystery investors are going to put nearly a billion dollars into, you know, I say relatively worthless land for a huge land grab for, oh, oh we're going to build a new city. Okay, from, again, from any angle, this is not the way you build and start a new city. And you especially don't do it in holding people in the dark. It, it's, I'm saying there's something, it's bullshit. It's bullshit from any angle. So at least if I tell you some about this, I can at least tell you what it's not. So they're not going to build whatever may be going on 
they're not going to build um, a new city. If anything, which kind of ties in with what I was talking about earlier, doing something nefariously, they may go in there with all the equipment, and for all intents and purposes, it appears as though they're building a city. But meanwhile, simultaneously, they're doing something else. They're building something else. So in other words, this thing is serving an effective dual purpose. It is, you know, it can, it could hell, it could even be inspected. Because inspectors can be bribed. All you have to do is get to them and pay the money. What they would build, again, I don't know. But I know its position is very vital. And the one thing, of course, you can bet on is it has something to do with neutralizing, um, you know, Travis Air Force Base. I don't, I don't think it would be a plan to blow it up. I would think somehow it would be a plan to capture it. Now, again, how this would be implemented, I don't know. But many, many times this was done in um, everything from the 50s in America all the way up through the 70s and the 80s where you have, you know, a situation where it looks as though you're building uh, or refurbishing. Uh, there was that case with the famous, um, oh, the name won't come to me there either. Must be losing my marbles here. But it's the famous case, I think, I think it was maybe the Ambassador Hotel. I could be wrong. But anyway, the famous case where as... Um, they built a doomsday vault under this hotel while it was operating, while it was functional. And they had every prov provision they put in, you know, uh, air systems, duct systems, and um, a huge blast-proof 20-ton door. All this while looking as though it was just normal reconstruction working on the hotel. Yes, it is. And this is a historical fact until eventually that, that was discovered. And But that took them, I think they shut it down in the late 70s or early 80s when it was finally shut down because, for one thing, everybody found out about it. But it had served its purpose. It could hold like 1,500 people. It's true. It is absolutely true. And the idea it was fully provisioned with everything, every connection to phones, the White House, to all the military bases, all of it wired in and 
It was meant to withstand a thermonuclear strike from the Soviets. And they would bring all the most important people from the White House. Like I said, it could hold fully provisioned, you know, I think it had like uh, 15 for 1,500 or 2,000 people and tanks of like two tanks of, you know, 40,000 gallons of water. I think they're still doing tours of this thing. And um, yeah, so my point, though, is that, yeah, you can have shit like this going on. And in the case of the hotel that they chose, it was the perfect cover. And so I'm applying that to this new city because there are so many places that would be far cheaper if you want to build a new city. You don't have to literally from scratch do it. So I don't know. Maybe maybe China did buy it via a, uh, a front group and were that incredibly stupid which I wouldn't put past the government. They're too busy partying and having a good time on your dime. And so, I mean, it's, it's possible. Hell, maybe even likely. But like I said, one thing I know is... Um, yeah, you wouldn't have these this this whole investor line that they're throwing us. That's it's total fucking bullshit. You know, it's like the old joke about, oh yeah, I got some um, I got some ocean. If you believe that, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. You might be interested in. No, but most folks, they'll believe just, unfortunately, they'll just, they'll believe just about anything. So there you have it. Anyway, that's my thought on it. Tell me what you think. Drop me a line. And other than that, I'll have more excellent programming for you on Wednesday. Until then, take care. I'm going to tell you three good reasons why you should listen to the Ernest Man show. When you're constantly being told and sold by the six o'clock corporate news squirrels, urgent breaking news, but you don't know it's really a shit biscuit. When you begin to suspect that those well-paid corporate talking head news actors speaking to you simply read the script they're given are trying to give you a shit biscuit. And when you realize that the stories of these so-called news anchors, regardless if they're acting the role of being on the left or the right, have absolutely no real concerns for your life. 
but are definitely force-feeding you a shit biscuit. Now I'll admit, I may not speak as eloquently or professionally as those folks, but at least I try to tell you the truth as I see it, not reading a damn script handed to me like a trained monkey. That's why you should listen to the Earnest Man Show. And that's no shit biscuit. <laughs>